From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. I'm excited for what the wonderful Holy Spirit is doing in you and through you. Guys, I believe that you can hear God, you can prophesy, you could go do what Jesus did. And that's why I offer my free PDF download. It's a five-day prophetic activation for you to hear God, for you to prophesy. I'm excited for my special guest today as I have TJ Green from Canada. Pastor TJ Green is a lover of God. He's a husband to his wife, Rita. He's a father to Dax. He's got some exciting announcements even uh, through this. He's ordained and he's a full-time traveling evangelist and minister. And he's been in full-time ministry since 2006, being heavily involved in running and teaching supernatural schools pouring into the next generation of supernatural revivalists. So I'm excited to introduce you to my new friend, TJ Green. TJ, welcome. Hey, so excited to be here, man. It's an honor to, to be with you. This is my first time really connecting with you, connecting with your ministry. But man, it's, it's so exciting to meet members of the body of Christ all over the world who are from cut from the same cloth, the same DNA, I love the name of the show, Adventures in the Spirit. <laughs> it's just an awesome, it's an awesome name. And that's, yeah, that's a big part of our ministry in my heart is uh, just seeing Jesus like we've never seen him before. And the adventure that he's called us into is is quite supernatural. And so, yeah, it's great to be here with you. Well, it's an honor, TJ. Today's been an adventure in and of itself for me. I was supposed to preach in Pakistan through Skype, but there's a nationwide strike going on. The team was slowly moving. Um, I was on my friend's show in the middle of not knowing if they're going to call me from Pakistan. And then I'm on another call, <laughs> a training. I had to bow out of the training because Pakistan called. We saw hundreds, uh, uh, probably a hundred or so people come to Jesus, receive wow. healing, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in about 40 minutes or so. And I know that God moves through you in signs and wonders. I, I got acquainted with you through our mutual friend, Samir Gill's program. I jumped in. He's uh, an evangelist in Pakistan, and you were on there, and then you gave me a word from the Lord, which was right on, It and it was also 
Stacey Campbell had prophesied almost the exact word just a few weeks before that. There's been some other confirmations. And I was like, this is a person of power and Adventures in the Spirit is all about Jesus. It's all about the power of God. So TJ, how did you start ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, I was very blessed to be raised up in a pastor's home. Um, my dad has been pastoring my whole life and um, a good portion of his life. But he, he pastors the same church out in Breton, Alberta. It's an hour outside of Edmonton. It's a very, very small community. About five uh, 500 people are in that community. And he has been faithfully pastoring there for over 30 years. And so he grew up in the in the Word of Faith uh, stream. I remember being three, four, five years old going to Kenneth Hagin meetings uh, when my dad was going to school down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and seeing uh, Kenneth Hagin like wave his hands and in just a hundred people get slain in the spirit and all fall out from the Holy Spirit and just a move of God. And I remember going back and my mom would say when, when I was a kid, I would practice with my Lego man in the tub. I would be like, fall down in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, from a very start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so from a very early age, I was always very, very curious about the supernatural. I was always drawn to the supernatural. Um, and that was both good and bad. Um, when I was when I was 15, um, uh, our church was actually going through a church split, and I lost all my friends. When you're in that small of a community, and I'm 15 years old, I'm a teenager, and I lose all my friends like overnight. And we lived out in the bush, like I was homeschooled. I felt cut off from culture, cut off from people. And I would have to go to church on Sunday and pretend everything was okay. But on the inside, I was lonely. I was feeling isolated. I felt like I was dying on the inside. And 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 I here I as here I was trying to pretend like, you know, I'm a I'm a good Christian. I'm going to church and we're a faith church. We believe, <laughs> you know, we're how are you doing today? You know, highly favored. Praise God. You know, it's like it's we're a faith church. We believe in being victorious all the time, right? I remember feeling very, very depressed, and uh, and that was a moment where I started I started to yield to to negative um, spiritual influences. I started to listen to music that wasn't very godly at all. I don't know if you've heard of Marilyn Manson, but I started listening to to Marilyn Manson. Here I am, 15 years old, cut off from all my other friends, and I started to get really depressed. I started to nurture that depression, and I I ended up uh, sneaking out of the house and coming uh, hitchhiking to Edmonton going to a Marilyn Manson concert he was almost banned from coming into Canada but he made it and I remember going to that concert there was something supernatural that grabbed me there was something about his music that was obviously dark but it grabbed me and I remember I remember being in that concert and I was a feeler from a very young age you could feel stuff I, I remember you know, you could, I could feel if someone else was depressed, I could feel the energy, you know, and I remember going into that concert and feeling a lot of anger, a lot of swirling in the atmosphere. There was not a lot of love. <laughs> there was not a lot of peace. It was, it was, it was very demonic, heavy atmosphere. And I remember thinking thoughts that weren't my own. I remember thinking, I'm going to end my life tonight. Or I should end my life tonight. I never stopped believing in God, but I stopped believing that there was anything for me. I just wanted out this, this world field that felt full of pain, full of darkness. And I just wanted out. And that, moment, that was the moment where I believe I heard God's voice audibly 
in the middle of the Marilyn Manson concert. I heard God say, TJ, take a look around the room. And he said, look at the ones who are running as far away from me as fast as they possibly can. Who will run after them? And I remember up until that point in my life, I hadn't had a purpose for my life. I hadn't had a vision for my life. The Bible says without a purpose, without vision, people perish. And that's what, exactly what was happening to me. Even though I believed in God, I had yet to really encounter him. Um, I was going to church my whole life, but I, I, it never had become really personal to me. It was just something that we did, and I knew he existed, but all of a sudden now God is speaking to me, and he's giving me purpose. He's giving me vision. I remember s- saying, God, give me the outcasts. Give me the broken. Give me the addict. Give me the, the people who feel like misfits, like they're on the outskirts of society. I'll run after the ones who would never even be caught dead in church. I want to run after them. And that's where um, I started basically at 15 years old. I started uh, a band, and we started to play the darkest places possible. We could for a heavy metal band, a hardcore band, and we would preach Jesus and we'd speak in tongues in our in our songs, and we'd see people getting healed, we'd see people getting set free and coming to Jesus um, in very, very unlikely places. And that's how I got my start in ministry. It was very supernatural, it was very being awoken to the supernatural reality of the darkness and also um, God's powerful love and his voice that spoke to me in a moment where my life almost ended. It was his voice that clearly spoke to me, that saved me and brought me out of that pit of depression. I love that. That is so good. You know, I can identify somewhat with your story because when I was 18 years old, I went to a Metallica concert and I I remember the well, the Holy Spirit was working on me and I was out of my mind. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I was yeah. totally blitzed out of my head. But I took a look around and I said, do I really want to live this chaotic life? And I see the hate, the anger, the crazy things going on there. And that's that's a, a whole other story about the spiritual things that took place. But within yeah. 29 days or so from there, I was clean and sober, serving Jesus. Within a few months, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Come and, on. Uh, going around the world with YWAM for about a year. But TJ, when you started ministering in power, what are some of the things that like what what you you shared about ministering through this band, uh, through the music and and going to, uh, you know, the the marginal, you know, the people who are disenfranchised and things like that. But Mm -hmm. what are their responses to the supernatural? What have you seen God do? Well, I remember, I remember at one uh, one concert. This was early on in our band, and this is really before I started to step into like full time ministry, youth ministry. But this was when I still thought I was going to be a rock star and just travel in a band. But we played at this one place that was um, that was. Uh, an abandoned hall and there should have been red flags all over the place. It wasn't probably a safe place for, for us to be, but we realized there was an abundance of like shaved heads and what we realized later were skin heads. And we, we saw some, you know, um, some white supremacist type of, you know, stickers or signs and different things. And we realized we were at a concert opening up for um, a, a bunch of bands that this was kind of like an underground KKK, you know, rally. And here we are, a Christian band. We opened up, and I remember saying, we're a Christian band, we love Jesus with all our hearts. And they felt they got they got tricked. And so there was like this outburst of anger, and they're cussing at us, spitting on us, throwing beer bottles at us. And we're like, 
bring it on. Like, we're just trying to be metal. So it's like, it's fuel to the fire. Come and we launched into our first song. And the first song was really my testimony, how God set me free from the darkness, how God set me free from suicide. And there's a part in that song where we start praying in tongues. There's like a breakdown, a heavy, and we're at the top of our lungs praying in tongues. And you could feel the, the swirl in the atmosphere start to change and seeing people um, on their knees, giving their lives to Jesus. And so, first of all, I, I believe like really moving into the miraculous, moving into healing and signs and wonders and prophecy, it really came from a place of just being driven to call people to Jesus. Really, probably the first thing I stepped into was just a, an evangelistic heart to see people who were completely lost, to see people who had no hope, which I related to, um, to say, you know what, there is a God that loves you. And it's, it's the simplicity of the gospel and the power of the gospel. And there's all these, I love the signs and wonders. I love the, uh, the gifts of the spirit, but it really comes out, out of a foundation of God's love. You know, in first Corinthians 13, it talks about, you can prophesy, know all the mysteries and you can give your body to be burned and all this stuff. And you can have word of knowledge. You can read people's mail, but if you don't have love, you're just banging a gong here. You're, you're just making a lot of noise and the world doesn't want to hear it, but the world will recognize love. And I, that's when Jesus walked on the earth, they recognized the embodiment of love that Jesus even gave giving his self on the cross, like as the greatest picture of love, conquering even death, hell and sin in the grave. And so I really, that was the, the jumping off point. I hadn't seen up until that point prophecy or, or much healing or miracles, but right there, just calling people to Jesus out of complete darkness. That was the moment where I was like, okay, this is what we're here for. This is what I was made for is to make Jesus fam famous, to call people to Jesus and to learn to love people like Jesus loves people. I love that. The world will recognize love. I love that quote mm -hmm. from you. And that's the truth. And you mentioned 1 Corinthians 13, the most widely read passage of scripture at weddings. Yes. In context, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 yeah. Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 1 gives us the context of the whole letter there. It's mm -hmm. in the context of spiritual gifts. Yeah. Love will move mountains, you know, and oh man, the world will recognize love. Michelle Lasky, co-founder of Fireborn Ministries, and recently many of you have been asking how you can partner with our ministry through giving. I want to share with you something God has laid on my heart over the last few years. I've had vivid dreams in which sex trafficking victims are rescued, rehabilitated, and they encountered Jesus. My husband Jared and I knew these leadings were from the Lord, but we didn't know what our part was in the solution until recently. Fireborn has just created a brand new partnership with Tom Stammen and Impact Ministries International, and we are raising funds to rescue victims of sex trafficking in Honduras and in the United States. If you would like to partner with us or give a donation of any amount, 100% of funds go straight to these life-changing endeavors. You can go to paypal.me forward slash Fireborn Ministries and give directly toward rescuing sex trafficking victims. Or go to our website, firebornministries.com and click on give to see other worthy projects we are supporting. Thank you so much for praying for us and partnering with Fireborn Ministries. So you're speaking my language, TJ, like mm -hmm. to totally. Uh, but when it comes to the prophetic and yeah. your call into the prophetic ministry or just even full-time ministry, what was the process you went through that God led you through? Well, 
like I said, I never thought I was going to be in ministry. I saw what my dad went through in ministry and church splits and church politics. And I thought, man, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> that that's like tough. And, uh, and I just saw the sacrifice he went through and, and uh, I really honored him for it. But I thought, I, I don't think that's what I'm called to. And so um, I, you know, I was in, in the music business and uh, traveling in a band and eating a lot of craft dinner and minute rice and just <laughs> just enough enough to make it to the next uh, city when we were on tour and um, and it was amazing you know we were sharing the gospel everywhere but something about marriage <laughs> really grows you up yes. and I, I met my wife and um, and we ended up getting married and realized this is not a good way to start a family traveling in the in the states for 365 days a year no it's not that's not really going to work for us and so really we we started as we got married um what is god calling us together to and um and our motto is family revival and there's something that my wife has um, really a mother's heart that really called us into the ministry of adoption and that we really didn't know. I didn't realize what God was calling us into. I was very ministry minded. Sometimes you can be very platform minded. You can be all about the platform and the mic and, and you know, be, being a good communicator and preaching. But really, God brought us into a revelation of family revival and what does revival look like in your marriage what does revival look like in with your children in your living room in in your in your kitchen like what does revival look look like day to day it's not just good meetings i believe revival is not just revival is is not just good meetings i love the revival meetings i live for those revival meetings where people are getting out of wheelchairs where that blind eyes are being opened where hundreds of people are coming to jesus um where, where this word of knowledge and prophecy, I loved all of that stuff. Uh, I, I live for that. But if your family is suffering in the background, if there's a secret compromise, if there's uh, um, eroding in the background, if, if your family is being ignored, you know, that's, that's not real holistic revival. And so, uh, yeah, so, so God really brought us into, uh, we, we struggled to have kids for a long time. And finally, we ended up on this crazy journey in Jamaica for seven years. Um, really, God deconstructing a ministry mindset in me and learning that revival is where you are. Revival is everywhere you are. And it's with your kids. And it's it, my son is seven years old now. And I've gotten to see him lay hands on people and see um, a, a Muslim lady, um, her her leg total. You could see the swelling go down instantly. Um, she had an encounter with Jesus because my my seven-year-old son was moved by compassion to pray for a stranger in, in the parking lot in, in, in a an Edmonton mall parking lot. And uh, just because he'd seen me model that and walk that out. And, and that's what I think revival is a, an inheritance that we get to pass down to the next generation. And a wise man saves up an inheritance for his children's children, the Bible says in Proverbs. And so I've started to look at revival a lot differently, look at ministry a lot differently, because um because ministry, um, you know, it could be about the books and your website and your meetings and how big the meetings are. But really, in, when you get to when you get to heaven, I remember the story of Bob Jones, who says the question that that everybody was being asked was, did you learn to love? And 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 so we practice revival in 
our home, in our marriage, with our with my son. And so ministry is, is more and more, I'm 30, 38 now, but ministry is looking more and more different. I, I feel like the cure for burnout in ministry is abiding in love, abiding in peace, abiding in the fruits of the spirit, and not being busy always with the do, but learning to be in his presence and always staying in his presence. And then there's going to be so much joy, delight, and fuel to the fire, what God's passion coming out of you, that their ministry will happen organically, that there's going to be chances for op- and opportunities for evangelism that's just going to be right in front of you that you would have missed if you just had that ministry mindset. So I, I hope that answers the, the oh, question. Totally, totally. And I'm, I'm, I'm all in with you on this. So yeah. for my kids, I've seen all of them receive the baptism of the spirit when they were four or yeah. five. Okay. Come on. And ever since then, you know, so now I've got a 15 year old, two 11 year olds and a nine year old. They're very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We do wow. spiritual activations. It's yeah. revival in the home. So TJ, I'd love for yeah. you to let us know real quick as to what revival in the home could look like for someone who doesn't know or understand it quite yet, but wants to take the principles that you share with them to apply for their home and their family. Well, one of the things that has really helped um, my son just be uh, really attuned to the supernatural, attuned to the voice of God is actually dreams. Um, When we ask him in the morning, um, did you dream last night? Um, In the Hebrew culture, they believe that God starts speaking at the beginning of the day, which we know is is midnight. And so when they wake up around the breakfast table, it's very common to say, what has God been speaking to you today? And they just all got up. And so what they were meaning is, "What, what has God been showing you in a dream? Has God been speaking to you in a dream? And in our night season is a great time for the Holy Spirit to be activated in our life, to be speaking to us, to be ministering to us. And so we, we, we've had moments, even in Jamaica when we were there, where we've made family decisions because God spoke to our son in a dream, and it was the answer to what we had been looking for. And so starting off our day with that question, God, what have you been speaking to us already while we were sleeping? Well, our, our body has been resting, but our spirit is awake. And so now my, my son, he expects God dreams all the time because he knows that's the question in the morning is, is what has God been speaking to you? And that's around our breakfast, uh, you know, bre- the breakfast table. That's the conversation is, is still Christ centered is Holy spirit here is welcome. What is he speaking to us today? And so it starts off with relationship with God. Um, and then, and then I do believe everything is supernatural. It's we're watching a, a football movie the other day, like facing the giants. My son is in football and everything is supernatural and it's amazing how God can be speaking in Christian movies, but sometimes even in secular movies and some of the Marvel movies where, you know, God's there and he's speaking through all those things. So that's one thing where we've been teaching our son to be hearing God in in how he is speaking everywhere. And it lines up to his word. And and we know it's God's word because it sounds exactly like his word. It sounds like peace, love, and joy. I say that um, God, heaven has an accent and you have an accent wherever you're from. You have a little bit of a different accent than I do. I'm here in Canada. You've got a little bit of a different accent there than I do, but that's because we're in a culture that, you know, we're around people. We're in a different area of the country. 
And so heaven has an accent, and I believe that accent is dripping with love. I believe our heavenly Father's accent is dripping with love. And so, so I've I've been teaching my son how to hear God's voice. Does it sound like peace? Does it sound like love? Does it sound like joy? Because we know God is in a good mood. He's in the mood for miracles. He sits on his throne and he laughs. He's full of joy. And and so that's one thing too is I've been learning so much from my son how to delight in the mundane moments of life or just the normal. Mo- how to find joy, like extreme joy. That to me is revival when I'm experiencing the joy of the Lord um, that is our strength. When I'm playing football with my son, there's a moment of revival where that that's that's that I'm I'm not trying to make it too broad. I just I believe that everything the Holy Spirit wants to be in, and there's this religious idea that says, Well, that's sacred and this is holy. Right. And God says, No, I've created the earth and the fullness thereof, it belongs to me. You know, and the glory of God will cover the world as as the waters cover the sea. How is that gonna happen? Because of us, because of the Holy Spirit in us, Christ in us is the hope of glory, and there's supposed to be a river of life that flows out of us at a football game. When we're, we're with Dax's coaches and his football team and we pray for somebody who gets hurt or, you know, like we're, we're, we're representing Jesus every single where we're every single place that we go and we're expecting revival. We're expecting people to come to Jesus. So I, I, yeah, I, I believe it's just learning how to invite Holy spirit and Jesus into every moment of our lives and enjoy enjoy life with him and that and there's such a reviving to your own spirit and and an expectation of the miraculous beyond what you've seen just in the natural because the thing about revival is it's when heaven breaks through like when somebody's knee gets healed heaven breaks through the physical and changes the physical reality and brings a heavenly reality to to earth and i love those moments of healing because something physical just changed because of the love and the power of god and you can't deny it. You know, someone need, someone's knee gets healed. You can't deny it because the power of God just changed and cha- changed the, the law of the natural with the supernatural law of love. And it, it, and it changes our natural realm. So I love those moments. And so I'm always living, looking for those moments. I'm always living, expecting those moments. There's one example where We've seen some signs and wonders. I don't know if you've heard of a guy named Charlie Robinson. He's a spiritual father of mine. And uh, he was in a meeting and there was uh, uh, there's these gemstones that started appearing along the altar and on people's chairs. These these gemstones from heaven. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And so we were up, I was running a youth service upstairs and somebody came running upstairs and said, you got to come and see what's going on downstairs. But by the time all of us, uh, the youth and all of us got downstairs, everybody had picked up all the, all the gemstones, but they started just getting their faces in the carpet and looking for the gemstones. And I saw where there was nothing there, them start to appear in front of their eyes. And, And God taught me something. If you don't look for the supernatural, you'll never see it. But if you look for the supernatural with eyes like children and, and to be in awe and inspired by the awe of God, you will start to see the supernatural pop in front of you. Oh, that is so true. Real quick. My first Jesus diamond. Yeah, I was part of this revival meeting, church in Newburn, North Carolina, a number 2010, 2011 or so. Katie Souza was coming through and people were picking up the gemstones and the diamonds. And I said this, I said, Jesus, uh, I believe this is taking place. And I believe I'm taking a step of faith. When I reach down, I will pick one up. 
It wasn't there. It was not there. But I reached down by faith, picked it up, and there it was. It was amazing. Wow. So, TJ, I I love your heart. I love everything you've talked about. Dude, I know we could talk all day, but this is only 30 minutes, bro. Uh, But I, I would love for you to activate us mm. to encounter Jesus, to hear God's voice mm-hmm. right now. This podcast is also activating people yeah. into intimacy with Jesus, yeah. the love of the Father, and activating in the supernatural, bro. So Come it would be an honor to have you lead us in yeah. this Well, God, I pray for every person who's listening, who's watching right now, who who's hearing it later on the podcast or the replay. God, I just thank you for every individual. And I thank you, Lord, for people who are hungry and are thirsting for for the kingdom of God and for the reality of the gospel made manifest in their lives. And God, it says that when we knock, the doors are open. And so God, I pray right now for spiritual eyesight. Father God, that we could see um, as the angels see, God, that we could see like you see, Lord, that we could see like the Holy Spirit sees. God, give us eyesight so that we can see the way that you see. God, I just pray for heavenly perspective, Lord, that we're seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and power. God, I thank you, Lord, that that you're pulling us up into a higher place so that we can see properly, so that we can have a proper prophetic perspective in this season, even with all the stuff happening in this season of, of plague or and COVID and, and political uproar and, and cultural war. Father God, can we see from your perspective right now? God, I pray that you would give us eyes to see. We fix our eyes on you and you fix our vision. Go ahead and put your hands on your eyes. If you're listening to this, go ahead and put your hands on your eyes. God, I thank you, Lord, that we fix our eyes on you. And as we fix our eyes on you, you fix our eyesight so that we can see like you see. You're the author and the perfecter of our faith. God, I pray that the supernatural would become so much more natural as we talked about it today, that it would happen in our families, in our marriages, and with our children, in our homes, that our homes would be uh, a supernatural, um, a supernatural uh, home, that they would be a place of healing, a place of miracles. God, I pray for people who are struggling uh, in their family and struggling in, in marriage. And God, I just pray for a supernatural grace, just as Jesus is the perfect husband. I pray for a supernatural grace of unity and healing. I pray for a supernatural grace for forgiveness and wholeness. God, I pray that for family revival over marriages. I pray for a revival in people's marriage right now in Jesus' name. God, that we would yield to your love and your correction. I pray for um, a family revival over people's children. I pray for prodigals coming home. God, I pray that there would be many, uh, that this year, that, that, that there would be many prodigals, many testimonies of prodigals coming home and running in the destiny, God, that you have for them. God, we pray for prodigal miracles right now. In fact, I feel like someone listening to this message right now, that you are a prodigal. You, you, you've even been a critic. And is God really real? Is the supernatural really real? And, and Jesus is breaking into your heart right now with so much love and so much grace. He's surrounding you with his love. There's no way to escape his love. 
and his purpose over your life. I feel like there's been there's people who are listening that have been dealing with depression, that they've been dealing with suicide. God, I just thank you for breaking the back of suicide, breaking the back of depression. I declare life over you right now. I declare the purpose of God over you right now in Jesus' mighty name. I declare over everyone watching family revival, a revival in your living room, a revival in your home, and a revival with your children in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 TJ, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information about your ministry? I've got a website. It's tjgreen.ca. TJ Green, just like the color, no dots, tjgreen.ca. Dot ca because I'm up here in Canada. That's the best way. Awesome. I want to encourage everybody to go to tjgreen.ca, uh, reach out to him, you know, be equipped by him, empowered by the wonderful Holy Spirit through his ministry. Guys, I, I love this interview. It's only 30 minutes. We're going to bring TJ back in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Feel free to subscribe and share this podcast, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google, the Charisma Podcast Network, anywhere you listen to podcasts. TJ, it was an honor to have you on. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.